0: Welcome everybody to the All for the Ring podcast. Sort of a video cast right now. I'm coming to you from my own shed in my backyard. No power in here, but we've kind of figured out a way to a way around it. This year is going to be a little different, but the the format will generally remain the same. We got to do better as we got hot takes, we got matchups of the week, all kinds of stuff. So, lots to get to, so let's just get right down to it. The draft. So, we just had the draft. Uh, well, we just didn't we didn't just have the draft we had it a couple weeks ago and it went Fine. It was a virtual draft, and hopefully the last full virtual we've had. Although Eric and Josh and Steve Almonte were all together, and they made that known by having just full conversations while everybody else was just trying to, you know, virtually talk. But they were just in person, so it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, uh, this year we're going to be a little bit different again, like I said, because Eric has very limited availability for obvious reasons. The obvious reason, of course, is that he's, he's expecting his third child, very exciting. Very exciting for Eric. Very exciting for Josh, who's expecting his second child. I've got a hot take about that a little later on. Alright, anyway, the first week of N- the NFL is under our belts, and it was a wild one, and the big big takeaways were Cam Newton and the Patriots changing up the offense, making it a little bit different, but making it work. And, uh, you know, relying a lot on the run from Cam, but you know, we haven't seen a lot of long throws from Cam Newton, so I'm excited to see, you know, how that develops, whether he's still got that cannon, which I'm sure that he does, but I, how he gets that chemistry with the wide receivers that he does have. Speaking of wide receivers, uh, Tom Brady has a ton of wide receivers, and they didn't help because he uh, overthrew the shit out of them in a lot of ways, and it ended up being a bit of a, a bit of a mess. Tough team to go up against, obviously, with the Saints. A lot of us picked the Saints. I'll get to that in a little bit. A lot of us picked the Saints to do very well this year, and so... You know, it, it, probably not the best way to kind of sort of start out the season for old Tommy, but he, uh, I think he looked okay. I felt like when I was watching him, when I was watching the game, which I watched mostly Red Zone, but Red Zone was almost entirely that game because it was obviously the the big marquee matchup. So when I was watching it, I i felt like it was a lot of, uh, I, I didn't want him to do well. I didn't want him to get hurt or anything, but I also, uh, it was just weird. It was a weird thing. I was talking to some uh, some friends and saying, you know, if, I feel like if it was just Tom Brady going to, the, going to the Bucks, doing his thing, then I probably would be rooting for him. But then you add in Gronk coming back and all that, and it just, eh, it doesn't feel great to me. And then Leonard Fournette getting signed to the whole thing. Anyway, so let's talk about the draft. Before we get to some top line stuff about the draft, let's talk about our league. The league that we have curated over these many, many years, it looks like we we're on uh, year seven from my count, started in 2014 with Josh as the, uh, as the first champion. Brian as the, as the 2015 champion, Steve De Silva as the 2016 champion, uh, Eric in 2017, Josh his second chip in 2018, and then of course last year, the darling, the Cinderella story, Miles, picking up that championship ring. Amazing. Anyway, on the other end of it, we've got the T-Boner winners, losers, whatever. Uh, the first ever T-Boner winner, and uh, the first ever T-Boner winner is was Eric in 2014, then Steve, uh, Steve De Silva. then me, yours truly, uh, in 20, what was that, 2016, it was a busy year for me, so it probably was... And Then 2017, we had Chris, uh, a, uh, a T-boner owner, I believe, might have been his name actually. That uh, the following year, probably. Then we had 2018 was Miles in an unprecedented zero win season, 13 weeks, zero wins, unbelievable. And then 2019, our most recent and current T-boner owner, Steve DeSilva. He had a uh, one and twelve. Uh, record last year, if I have that correct. All right, let's talk about the outcomes for the first week of fantasy football. So we had 152.4 points from Eric as our top scorer. He beat Benny with 89.56 points in a pretty big blowout. Then we had uh, another blowout in 148.88 points for Ian over Chris. Chris only had 96.3 points, got to step that one up. Then uh, Steve DeSilva actually pulled out 144.94 points in a drubbing of Josh with 97.72 points. Again, got to get over triple digits, guys. Got to do it. Got to do it. And I say that being one of the people who did not get over triple digits. Our Closest, Our second closest game was Brian. Brian beat Miles. 118.34 points for Brian and 112.8 points for Miles. So pretty close one. Uh, you know, it could have gone either way. And talk about could have gone either way. This is the one that I obviously know the most about. Steve Almonte edged me out. And that's not a sexual thing. I mean, it probably is a sexual thing, but it wasn't in this case. 100.52 points is all it took for Almonte, and he beat me because I had 96.2 points. And you know the real reason he beat me? Two reasons. There's two. Uh, one, I didn't start Calvin Ridley, who had 30 points. Incredible game for that guy. And the real kicker, the guy I did start, Connor, off of uh, the Steelers crew, he started off okay. Had 2.7 points. Got injured. I was riding him. He, I needed for him on Monday night to just get seven points, the guy gets 2.7, and then he's out of the game. So what can you do? These things happen. Let's move on to the scores of the week from week one in the NFL. In the NFL, we had... Kansas City beating Houston Thursday night. New England taking down Miami. We had Seattle beating Atlanta in something of a shootout, but it really wasn't as wasn't that close. Uh, Then we had Buffalo beating New York Jets. The New York Jets, uh, twenty-seven to seventeen. Even though. Your boy Josh Allen had a great game, but he did lose two fumbles. Green Bay beat the heck out of Minnesota, 43-34. to Again, a lot closer score than it seemed like it actually was. Chicago edged it out over Detroit in a heartbreaker. That makes sense for Detroit, because Detroit just cannot get things going. Uh, Philly beat the Washington—no, uh, Philly got beaten by the Washington football team. They were up 17 points, and then— the wheels came off 27 to 17, which is actually a pretty common score throughout the throughout the league. 27 points. Another 27-point game is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who came back and beat Phillip Rivers. Ugh, oh, tough loss for old Philly Rives. Old Man River, as they call him. 27 to 20. Then you have uh, Las Vegas taking it to the last minutes, as they beat Carolina 34 to 30. Then you had Cleveland. Getting their asses handed to them by Lamar Jackson, looking sharp as ever, 38 to, thir- to 6. Then we had the uh, Chargers beaten beaten Cincinnati, 16 to 13. Joe Burrow's debut. He looked good. He had a 23-yard scramble to score a touchdown. Right, his first ever touchdown in the league. He looked great. He drove his team down the field. They had a chance to tie it and maybe go into overtime. But that Cincinnati kicker, whose name eludes me right now shanked it missed it and that was the end of that so it was quite the quite the matchup between the saints and the bucks they had they it was two legends of the game going at it for 48 minutes and it was uh it wasn't 48 minutes that's i think that's basketball anyway it was 60 minutes and uh yeah quite the game new orleans gets the win 34 to 23 Then we had Arizona versus San Francisco. Looked like San Francisco's game for quite some time. Then Arizona turned it on. Kyler Murray had a great game. And they ended up pulling out that W 24 to 20. Watch out for the Arizona Cardinals this year with Hopkins in tow. And old man Larry still somehow kicking it around. Then we went into Sunday night. We had uh, the Rams versus the Cowboys. I didn't watch this one, I'll be honest. But I did hear that there was some shady stuff at the end there. 20 to 17, the Rams edging out the, the Cowboys in a disappointing uh, opener in Los Angeles. Then we had Pittsburgh versus the Giants in the, fir- in the early game, and Pittsburgh won 26 to 16. And then in the, in the, the late nightcap, it was Denver versus the Titans. Uh, the Titans won 16 to 14. So there you go, there's our week one scores. And that's, uh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, what's going on? What's going on in your brain right now? So this week for News & I didn't do News & cues. I did predictions. I wanted to get everybody on the map before the first game of the season to say, who do you think is going to win the divisions? Who do you think is going to do this, that? Yeah, we are all going off of almost zero information with no preseason games. So let's start off with the divisions. In NFC East, we got the Cowboys, Eagles, Washington, and... The Giants. And it looks like eight of us, 80% of the league, picked the Cowboys to win the division. Uh, and then one person picked the Eagles. One person picked the Washington football team. Uh, moving on now to the NFC North. Uh, we, uh, half of the league, five people, picked the Vikings. Four, four guys picked the Pack. And one guy picked the Lions for some reason. I think that, that one guy you'll find in most of these scenarios was Miles. Uh, he's a bit of an outside-the-pack kind of guy, but you know we'll see how it ends up panning out by the end of the season. So, number three is the NFC West. NFC West is... Half of us picked the Seahawks, who looked great in week one. Uh, Four of us, 40% of the league, picked the 49ers, who ended up dropping one to Arizona, who looks pretty tight this year. And then one of us picked the Rams, who also looked pretty good, pretty good, pretty good overall. All right, so uh, then the NFC South, we had six of us going for the Saints which 60% of the league for the Saints is pretty, pretty hot. I feel like people pick the Saints every year and they haven't won in many, many, many years. So maybe, you know, maybe it's Breeze's last run, maybe not. Maybe Taysom Hill jump, jumps in, maybe Teddy Bridgewater. Is Teddy Bridgewater on the team? No, 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 Jameis Winston. Yes, maybe Jameis Winston's on the team. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, six of us picked the Saints, three of us picked the Bucks, and one of us, probably Miles, picked the Atlanta Falcons. All right, Number. Uh, so let's move on over to the AFC South. AFC South, we have the uh, 60% of the league, six guys picked the Titans, three guys picked the Texans, and one guy picked the Colts. Now, the Colts, with Phillip Rivers, they had a tough loss, but, eh, you know, maybe they could be that, that dark horse team, pun intended. All right, AFC West was a sweep, the only sweep we had, of course... Everybody picking the Chiefs. In the AFC North, it's a pretty strong majority with 70% of the league picking the Ravens to take that division. Uh, Two people said the Steelers and one person said the Browns uh, for some reason. In the AFC East, it looks like we are still pretty heavily uh, feeling the Patriots even before the league started. And we had 60% of the league picking the Patriots, 40% picking the Bills, nobody picking the Jets or the Dolphins. Uh, I think you can guess who picked the Bills for the most part. It was uh, Ian, obviously, Homer, uh, and it was the two non-Patriots fans, Benny and and, uh, Josh. And then I don't remember who the fourth person was, but my guess is Miles, but we'll see. So that's all the divisions. All right, for the NFC Championship, we had five people pick the Cowboys, five people pick the Saints, three people pick the Bucks, three people pick the 49ers, Two people picking the Seahawks, one person picking the Falcons, and another person picking the Rams. So that's kind of a confusing way of explaining it, but whatever. It's fine. I can, I can give you the raw data if you want, Chris. Unbelievable. The, the disrespect. Anyway. All right. So uh, number for the AFC Championship matchup, we've got the Chiefs in every single person's matchup, which, you know, that that tracks. Uh, then we have five people who pick the Ravens versus the Chiefs one person who picked the Texans versus the Chiefs, one person picked the Patriots versus the Chiefs, one person picked the Browns versus the Chiefs, and one person picked the Colts over the Chiefs. So, I have to figure, as long as the Chiefs make the AFC Championship, one of us will be right, probably. I mean, I don't... It looks like there's one, two, three, four, five, five different teams, six different teams that are that are slated to play against the the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. So I think we, our odds are pretty good there uh, on the NFC side. I don't know, but all right. So then finally we got we have the Super Bowl. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Seven of you say the Chiefs can make it through. Three say the Ravens make it through on the AFC side. So that's pretty easy. Then on the NFC side we have a bit more of a dis- dispersion, if you will. Number three, three guys pick the Cowboys. Three, three guys pick the Saints. Two guys picked the Bucks, one guy picked the Seahawks, and one guy picked the Rams. And then as far as the champion, the champion of the 2020 to 2021, maybe, NFL season, we have 60% of the league saying it's the Chiefs, making it two for two. Two people saying the Cowboys, one saying wishful thinking, and that one was Benny. But two people saying the Cowboys winning the championship, and then two people saying the Ravens winning the championship. So, quite a... Uh, a good dispersion. It really narrows down pretty quickly as these things tend to do. So, so that's where we all kind of see it all working out for the whole season. Obviously, we're going to be very, very wrong or maybe we'll all be really right. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of the thinking is that because there wasn't much of a preseason, there wasn't really any preseason, and you know, continuity is important, and the Chiefs have been really consistently the same team. They didn't lose a lot of players, they didn't add a lot of players, other than Edwards Hilaire who, who looks like a hell of a stud. Uh, and I guess they're currently Eric are uh, enough footballs to pass around and run around and all that anyway so uh, let's move on to our league predictions and so we'll start with who we think is going to be the champion again like the uh, like the NFC side it's a pretty uh, pretty wide swath a lot of people voted for themselves very few people voted uh, against anybody else but it was sort of, a, it kind of made sense, but there's some wild cards here. So, three people, 30% of the league said that Brian will win the championship this year in, the, in our fantasy league, the All for the Ring pod, All for the Ring League. I'm just used to saying that after the... And then three people said, un with uh, unprecedented, uh, he's never won before. He's always been right in the middle of the pack, never won a T-boner, never won a championship, none other than Steve Almonte at 30% of the whole league saying that that was, uh, that's what they think is gonna happen. Then we have two people voting for Ian, also one of those players who has never won or lost the whole thing, just been a middle-of-the-pack guy. One person says Steve Da Silva. I'm guessing it's Steve Da Silva who said that. Uh, I could look, but it's just so much work. And one person saying Benny is gonna pull out that victory. Benny came very close last year. He was in the championship game with Miles, but just couldn't pull it out. And Miles ended up pulling off that Miracle Cinderella season. No votes were, were cast for me. For eric for miles for chris or for josh so there you go now the fun part is the t-boner who chose who predicted who was going to win the t-boner and we have a kind of a a bit of a funny thing i will say half of the league voted for one person and that person has never even won the, t- the t-boner in the past and that person no, i'm not going to get to it i'm going to go for the other people first benny picked himself because he's a humble guy uh chris Got two votes, 20% of the league. Miles got two two votes, 20% of the league, and 50% of the league said that Josh is going to win the T-boner this year. So, uh, it's uh, it's a tough one. Tough, tough, tough one. Half the league thinks you're going to lose, and there was no. I, I don't think there was any coordination or anything like that. I certainly didn't coordinate with anybody for my pick, but uh, I'll keep my pick to the, close to the chest. It was Josh. Anyway, so let's move on to. <laughs> All right, Pick'Em, that's right, Pick'Em is back, and we've got a hell of a week. We had three guys with 11 and five records, but it came down to the points, as it often does, Chris, you said it so eloquently, uh, and eventually the winner ended up being a tie between none other than Ben and Chris. Shit talking Chris. Good job, guys. You both get 25 bucks. And they'll put that into the overall uh, overall spreadsheet, all that, and we'll be getting there. So uh, Miles came close. He had some great, uh, you know, choosing against the pack uh, choices. Uh, generally speaking, that was okay. Just one, just one. It was the Rams that he picked over the over the Cowboys. Everybody else picked the Cowboys. That was no good on our part. And you know, we had we we were never entirely wrong this week. So that's a good thing. Uh, Chris picked Jacksonville, he was the only person to pick Jacksonville, he got that right. Uh, I picked Arizona, I was the only person to get that right, but that didn't help me because I had a terrible picking week. Uh, And Almonte picked the Washington football team and they pulled it out over Philly. So well done guys, we got got a lot of football left. Right now overall we are a uh, 59% correct, uh, but we're not choosing against the spread so it really doesn't count. Uh, All right, moving on. All right, the top five power rankings, here we go. So, number one, with the top score of the league, it's Eric. Spoiler alert, this is pretty much just going to be by the scores, just because the first week we're kind of feeling each other out, kind of feeling each other up, everything else. Uh, Eric saw, saw a decent game from Drew Brees, huge game from Devontae Adams, 35.6 points, 21 points from Dalvin Cook, 25 from from, from Mostert, one of his steals, actually his biggest steal of the draft, and just a, just an overall great game, just solid 152 points. You're going to beat most, most people in the league most weeks. If you're uh, if you're putting those those numbers up, to be fair, he did play against Benny, who had a terrible game. At number two, it's Ian with 144 148.88 points. His bellwether cow, who he will likely be riding this whole season, was Russell Westbrook. He was Russell Wilson, who had 39.78 points, one of the highest scoring guys in the whole damn league, and then he got double digits from almost everybody else, short of one, Livian Bell. So. He's on the IR now, so I guess he doesn't have to worry about that as much. Travis Kelsey put up 14 points. Rod Woods, 14.9. Juju had 21.9 because, of course, he wasn't on my team, so he's going to do well. Uh, Amari Cooper, 13 points in the loss. Not great, but, you know, it's fine. He even had 15 points from Will Fuller the fifth on the bench, so 148.88 points. That's good for number two spot in the whole league. At number three, already matching last year's entire total of wins, it's the Silva. And I'm ca- talking about Steve. 144.94 points. He- Patrick Mahomes had a... Pedestrian game for him, 26.44 points, but Adam Thielen had a monster game at 28. Josh Jacobs at 33.9. I mean, you have those guys, that's just going to get you right to where you want to be to start. Steve's quarterback situation is a little bit iffy overall, but I mean, he's, he's, a, he's got an embarrassment of riches. He's got Pat Mahomes for 26.44 points, as mentioned. Cam Newton with 25.7, no slouch. And then, of course, he had the big one, 41.76 points on his bench from Aaron Rodgers. A hell of a game. You gotta wonder if he's gonna be starting Aaron Rodgers going forward or if he's gonna keep with the Patrick Mahomes train. Tough decision, but it's a decision we'd all love to be making right now. At number four with a great, great new team name, Fresh Prince of Hell Air. I hope you, you thought of that, and I'm going to give you credit for it as if you thought of it. Please don't tell me you haven't thought of it and that you copied it from someone else, Brian. Anyway, Brian, 118.44 points in a win over Miles, who also has a clever new name. Uh, so we, where, where, where did you get those points from? Let's find out. It was Dak Prescott at 19.64 points, it was 27 points from McCaffrey, who, just a stud all around. Then we had 12.7 points from Todd Gurley, and we had Edwards Hilaire, the name of his team, at 19.8 points, a great, great first start. Uh, obviously, he's on the Chiefs, so that, that never hurt anybody. So a good game overall, not his best, and certainly not the best of the league, but enough to get the job done, and a nice start for Brian, yet again. He's a solid player, that Brian, I'll tell you. And rounding out our top five, at number five, it's Steve Almonte, with a hundred, just over a hundred points. You know, he didn't have have the best game, but he was playing against me, and he didn't need it. So. Right now, he can enjoy that five spot. I wonder how things are going to continue because it didn't seem like uh, a lot of great performance. He had 22.82 points in, from Deshaun Watson on Thursday night. He had Aaron Jones with uh, 15.6 points, uh, 10 points from Butker, 10 points from from Miller, uh, and 21 points from Kamara. So Kamara with the question marks, not really with the question marks. He's still on a great team, still on a great offense. So, you know, let's see if he can pick, pick it up from there. Uh, 100 points is uh, really not going to cut it a lot of times, but... We're going to go ahead and and value the wins the most right now. And uh, he's got the win. So there you go. Top five. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. All right, our hot take of the week. This is a, a bit of an unconventional one. It's not a football one. Here's my hot take. My hot take is that Josh is going to have a girl. Now, here's why I think that. So you could argue, okay, well, what about his brother, Pat, who has two boys? What if, but then I, I, would, I would counter that with what about his brother Eric, who has a girl and a boy and ye, as yet unknown? So, my reasoning for this is, and there, it's really not great, is that everyone else who has children in our league, in the Off of the Ring League, has a girl. So, we've got Miles has a girl, his firstborn. Steve Almonte has a girl, his firstborn. We have Eric, his firstborn. My firstborn. We've got Ian's secondborn. And then, oh gosh, am I, am I missing somebody? Oh, what <laughs> a. Of course, I'm missing somebody. I'm missing Chris, who has first, second, and third born, all girls. So, my guess, Josh is gonna have a girl, and that is my hot take of the week. Take it to the bank. Eventually, whenever, whenever that's this, this, we, we find out. Moving on to the bottom half of the power rankings, at number six with 112.8 points, it's Miles. <laughs> Team name: My Chub Ertz. It's great. It's just great. It's. It's just a solid team team name. Nice sex joke. Good, good. Anyway, what wasn't good was the outcome. He got his most performance from Matty Ice and from DeAndre Hopkins. Matty Ice with 28.9 points, DeAndre Hopkins with 22.1, 13 points from Tyler Lockett and 12 points from Mason Crosby but the rest is all single digits and that's just not gonna get it done in this league unless, again, you're playing me, Josh or Chris. Uh, Otherwise, tough. He hat, does has J.K. Dobbins, and so that should be a good uh, good choice for the future. Uh, but it's all uphill because he's got a me to play. So that's that that's 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 hard. I think. At number seven, after getting destroyed with ninety-seven point seven two points, it's Josh. Josh, our predicted winner of the T boner by half the league. Anyway, he had Joe Burrow put up 16 points. He had Julio Jones at 21.2 points and uh, Zeke at 26. But beyond that, again, not a great showing for the rest of the team, including 2.2 points for Matt Breda and uh, a sad 3.7 from OBJ, who hasn't found that rhythm with Joe Burrow just yet. But also, Joe Burrow's not on his team, so he will almost never find that rhythm. You know the person I was talking about? It's Baker Mayfield. He should have chemistry with him, but he doesn't. Anyway, not a lot uh, of upside on the bench or anything like that. So Josh has got got his work cut out for him, but we shall see how he does in week two as he plays Almonte. He's playing Almonte and it looks like he's barely the underdog. So that should be pretty good. In the eighth spot, getting blown out as well, even worse than Josh got blown out, it's Chris. Chris, number eight. Kyler Murray put up a good portion of his points at 28.3 points. Uh, DJ Metcalf had 17.5. As de- and then Kenyon Drake had 13.5. And the New England defense showing up, getting 11 points. But it just wasn't enough, and it wasn't nearly enough. He would have barely beaten me, and I'm sure he'd be the first person to tell you that. But uh, that would have been a very, very uh, it would have been a tough loss for me. So I'm glad that we didn't play each other this week. Uh, so it's, uh, you know a lot uh, a lot of uphill battles to fight not a lot of people on the old uh, bench so there's eh, some stuff to figure out but we're but Michael Thomas is not going to get 3.2 points a game he is doubtful for for the upcoming game so that's a, that's a tough one and Marlon Mack we should put we should mention this even though the team name is return of the Mack Mack will not be returning ended up getting uh put on the IR because of a an awful I think it was an ACL injury so that's that's tough news for the team name tough news for uh, for you know uh, uh, for the Colts, not really so tough for Jonathan Taylor, their uh, rookie running back, who did have quite a nice game. Uh, but you know, from what I can tell, it looks like uh, yep, Chris doesn't have have that guy, so he's gonna have to figure out another running back and maybe a change in name. I uh, you know, uh, although you could also say that the name could be in reference to that cool, uh, pretty good Google ad, the Return of the Mac, where they use their song Return of the Mac. That's a fun one. Anyway. So uh, moving on in the power rankings, we've got our bottom two spots at number nine, barely edged out by Chris. I mean, you could argue that my game was a lot closer, so maybe I should have been there. But anyway, at number nine, it's me. Uh, you know, I know exactly what I did wrong. I, get, I I have one week to fix it. I really have very little time to fix it. I've got Lamar Jackson still at 30, 34 and a half points. I've got Tyree Kill with 13. Julie, Julian Edelman with tw- 10 and a half. Chris Carson, 21.6 points. Real nice game. Going to be tough to start him against the Patriots this week. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. And in our bottom spot, after getting the doors blown off his team by about 60 points by Eric, it's... <laughs> Benny, Benny in the bottom of the barrel spot. Really, just a just a tough game all around. Uh, his his best player was Tom Brady at twenty four point four six points. Then he had Mark Andrews at twenty point three, uh, Will Lutz at ten points, and then beyond that, it is just dirty. Really, not great looking. Uh, Mark Ingram only had two point nine points in that blowout wins. So that's that's concerning. Chicago's defense had three points against Detroit. And he left not a lot of points on the bench. I uh, had Ben Roethlisberger, who, who marginally got better than, than Brady, but, you know, it's not going to make up a 60-point difference for any way you cut it. So he's got some work cut out for him, but if anybody can figure it out, it's last year's runner-up, and that's Benny. So that's the bottom half of the power, power rankings. I will have more scripted power rankings in the future, probably. Are you ready? All right, let's look at key matchups for the week, week two of the NFL season. We have got a barn burner for Sunday night. It's Seattle versus the Patriots in Seattle. Cam in prime time with a new team against a red hot Seattle team. Gonna be a tough one probably, but it should be a fun one to watch. I might even set set up the outdoor projector. I don't know, we'll see. Don't know if we'll have enough time. Don't know about the weather. Haven't even looked at it. Another one: Carolina versus Tampa. Carolina looking like a half-decent team. Tough loss against Las Vegas. They're looking to to pick up their pick themselves up by their bootstraps and take one down against the Bucks. And again, another divisionary game, two in a row to start off uh, Tom's Tampa career. And. Looks like it's going to be quite the game, and I've got to figure that Tom is going to come with the, that vengeance we all know so well, and we'll see how he ends up uh, bouncing back. Will he start out the, his his second team at 0-2? It could be a disaster, but we're all going to be watching it. I believe that's at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Another 1 o'clock game is the Falcons versus Cowboys, yet another kind of similar thing where if the Cowboys lose again, are we hitting up, hitting up the, the alarm bells? It's against the Falcons, who they should beat, but the Falcons have a good offense, and the Cowboys we don't know. We don't know how they're going to be and they are America's team so we have to watch out for that. We got to watch out for, you know, this this matchup. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. We're going to find out if with their backs against the wall whether Dak and Zeke can pull it together or if it's going to end up being a disappointment. In fantasy, we've got the first brother bowl with Miles versus Luke, a classic rivalry between two guys who have spotty records in fantasy overall but it should be interesting and we will both be watching the scores somewhat closely but probably not that closely other matchups to watch are steve silva and eric and then Ian versus Brian, these are four guys who have had a great start to their season. Brian eked out a win, but it was still a solid one. And the other guys really blew out their competition. So it'll be interesting to see how they do when they have some real competition. And it could level the playing field pretty well. Make this a uh, competitive league throughout. Yeah, you, you have to step up? Unleash! Alright, we got the T-boner watch. The T-boner watch is always a fun one. And you know, it's a simple one because really it just ends up being the worst scoring person and the worst record. It's a Combination of the two, and right now in that number one spot, which is the number ten spot, it's Benny. Benny's on the T-boner t- watch. He's got that hot seat coming at him, and that means he's got to step it up or step it out. Eighty-nine point five six points ain't gonna do shit in this league unless you're playing me or Josh or Chris. Otherwise, you're screwed. And he wasn't playing those people. He was playing Eric, who is currently the top dog. Long season to go. Twelve more games, but get your shit together. In the do-better position this week. And I don't want to be beaten up on the same guy three times in one episode because that's what happened a lot last year with Steve DeSilva because it was T-Boner Watch, it was the Power Rankings, and it was the do-better. So do-better this week, though, will go to Benny. You got to do better. You got to do better. Your team's got to do better, both in fantasy and the Cowboys. And I think you can do it. I just need for you to step it up. Step it up. All right, so that's the, that's the inaugural episode of uh, the 2020 to 2021 fantasy football season, the All for the Ring podcast slash videocast, week two version. Hopefully you enjoyed watching this. Uh, and uh, if you did, engage with me. Let me know how I did. Give me some some feedback. That's always, always, you know, warranted and needed. I know it's running a little long, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Anyway, from my shed to yours, have a good one. You know, enjoy the football over the weekend. Go, Pats. Uh, wear a mask when required. Uh, and uh, don't give out your social security number. And uh, keep it sleazy. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Whew. I am sweaty.